All right, lots of discussions uh, regarding our schools. Schools in this state, in New York, can reopen in September. If certain uh, numbers are met, Bob Schneider, he is the executive director of the New York State School Boards Association. Always great to have him back, sir. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I'm very well, Jay. How about you? I am okay. It's been a big topic. Back and forth. Uh, you know, listen, governor came out with the numbers. Uh, if, if the levels are 5% or lower in the region... Uh, by the first week in August, uh, the uh, but remain close, and it, that's a good thing. If the level rises to nine percent or greater before the day school opens, that's not a good thing. Give me your assessment as far as the numbers are concerned and everything else involved here. What do you think? Uh, correct, Jay. Um, as long as uh, the area or region is in phase four, which are all the uh, regions in the state other than New York City at this point, any infection rate has a 14-day average of 5% or below. School districts are good to go. They can reopen physically and have the students come back into the building. Uh, obviously, infection rate hits 9% on a 7-day average. That's the trigger that they have to go to distance learning. Uh, the governor had furnished a very comprehensive, detailed plan on Monday, focusing in on health and safety. And then yesterday, the uh, Department of uh, Health put out some really good documents on what's mandatory, what's recommended best practices. So they are giving uh, school districts some flexibility uh, and ability to, uh, you know, adjust to their particular building situations and community situations. So it's very comprehensive. Now, today, the other shoe will drop, and the State Education Department, after reviewing their reopening plans with the Board of Regents on Monday, their comprehensive report will come out later today. It's, uh, from what I've heard, it's well over 100 pages. So it's very detailed, very granular, and it's going to give our school districts, our school boards, and our administrators the map to get schools reopened in September. All righty. Um, again, let me just preface here. Um, mentioned the 5%, you have to have a 14-day average on that, yes. while the 9% level will be a, a, a 7-day average. Wait, let, let me get into the teachers aspect here. Uh, teachers, now some have bowed out already, by the way. They've hit the tenure. They're saying, you know what, I'm done. Uh, I get that. Um, but what about those who are still in the mix, uh, have an underlying condition and whatnot here, uh, not thrilled, not thrilled about possibly heading back. I mean, listen, the virus is still there. Now, in New York, Long Island, we know it's at low levels. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. What about the concerns of teachers, staff in general, administrators, personnel of all, custodians and everything else? What about the aspect of not feeling great about the decision here? Well, we look at that as one of the three elephants in the room as far as reopening and we're going to see that play out over the next six weeks or so as far as teachers' concerns. Obviously, you, you've seen what's happening in Orange County, California. Um, there are collective bargaining issues that could come up. We don't know yet. That's really the next step. We're going to see those guidelines today uh, from SED, and then we'll probably start hearing some stories from the field. But that's the, that's the hardest moment in time for a teacher to make that decision because we know most teachers are passionate about what they do, and they know the most important teaching aspect is getting in front of their students in the classroom and teaching and developing them um, for the future. So uh, it's a tough decision, um, but once again, I, I will say the governor has done a really good job on being focused on health and safety. That's been the top priority, and he continues to demonstrate that. And hopefully that will give most teachers 
comfort with these plans and seeing what the individual school district plan has laid out, which is due, by the way, July 31st uh, to the State Education Department for their review, hopefully that will give them comfort and won't create pause. And if they feel that the safety, health and safety precautions are there, they'll go back into the classroom to do what they do best, and that's teach in the classroom. Mm. Bob Schneider with us, uh, New York State School Boards Association Executive Director. And, and Bob, referring to California, L.A., San Diego, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, the governor's move in contrast, in contrast, I should say, uh, to some of the cities, including L.A., San Diego, some colleges, uh, Bob, I read, including Harvard, and they've already announced the all instruction. They will be remote uh, for the coming fall season, if not the entire academic year, by the way. And then you have others that, you know, like Notre Dame, Penn State, I read, that have announced in-person instruction. Yet others plan some hybrid models of, of both uh, as they approach. You know, it's interesting. You know, you look around the country, you look at what's happening in Florida. I mean, they're going to open up schools August 10th, Arizona as well. They're, they're, they're on board, no matter what. And you're looking at the cases, Florida fourth on the planet as far as having COVID positive. You wonder, what the heck is that decision-making going on down there? Uh, but it'll be interesting to get that new report as far as what uh, what will be in it. And I would imagine, I said this the other day, you know, if, if the communities, as the governor has gone all along, Bob, uh, regarding phases one through four, selectively depending on data uh, and, and science, he has opened it up. Same same approach here, which I have no problem, by the way. My only thing was give ample time here because as we are in mid-July, people have to plan, parents have yes. to plan. <laughs> jobs have to be in place as far as planning, whether to, whether to get into those jobs from a parent's point. So there's a lot of undertaking here, not only the institution itself, but the home as far as what occurs within the confines of that home, you know. Correct. And as you had referred to, as far as a vaccine uh, solution, if you will, they're working at warp speed. Our school districts are working at warp speed uh, because you're right. The timing is tight to put uh, these plans uh, together, find out how the teachers are feeling about it, and then reopen in September. Uh, the governor and SED had asked schools to start preparing for three scenarios, uh, full on-site, hybrid, some on-site, some distance learning, and then full distance learning. So our, most of our school districts have been preparing, and those plans will go through on July 31st. But yes, there is a lot of planning. There's a lot of communication required by the school boards and the administrators out to the community how they're going to do this. They really need to engage stakeholders throughout this process and then over the next six weeks to hopefully ensure a smooth reopening if we get the green light from the governor. Yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, as and as far as the planning and everything else and what schools will have to submit, uh, I'm just trying to envision in the average classroom. I could actually see plexiglass between teacher's desk and students. I could see every other desk here. I mean, how would that setup be in place that we know that funds are a lacking right now yeah. as far as across the board here? Uh, who pays for that? I mean, well, how is the preparation uh, going to be in place as far as safety overall? And there are a lot of things that have to be in place. How does that go about? Well, that's a very good question. And, you know, Jay, this is my third time on your show, and I thank you once again for having me speak up. We have been encouraging uh, the community. We have been doing grassroots uh, advocacy down to D.C. We need that federal stimulus funding. We don't know 
where the state aid revenues landed at the April 30th or the June 30th checkpoint dates. Uh, we know they're down. So that federal stimulus money is vital because, yes, we need the money and the resources to purchase those resources, the PPP and everything else. Now, there are specific requirements, social distancing, uh, you know, and sanitizing uh, regulations. There are things that have to happen which are going to cost money. You're absolutely right. Uh, tr- social distancing on buses, uh, screening checks, temperature checks on all students and staff every day. So we need the resource from the federal government because the governor could come in and cut state aid. And then it's going to be a, a Herculean task to really do this. And uh, we hope we're hearing that the stimulus should come through. We don't know yet. We need that badly to support our school districts to open. If we don't get that money, this tough task is going to be that much greater, and it'll end up impacting our students and their future, and frankly, the future of this country. And you know, you look at it's a great point. You look at the districts in New York, 700 of them, right? 124, mm-hmm. give or take, here on the island. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at all these guidelines. You know, I'm thinking about food service, transportation, yeah. after school care, extracurricular stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I've heard the governor even mention what's going on in the private schools. Uh, well, the private schools uh, are included in this uh, health and safety uh, guidance also. Not religious, by the way? Did we talk religious? Are we talk also religious and non-religious institutions as well? Uh, it what about that? generally says private schools, uh, both secular and non-secular, yeah, so it includes that. So they have the guidance is um, synced up between public and, and private based on the DOH guidance. But to your point, um, some of the things they're recommending is that School districts have cohort groups of students. Obviously, they stay together all day. They they probably maybe they won't eat in the cafeteria. They'll eat in the classroom. You want to keep that cohort together all day. You want to keep them away from other cohorts to avoid the spread. That's one recommendation. The other thing our school districts are doing is they are trying to maximize every square foot of their buildings to get social distancing using gyms, potentially offices, uh, the the um, the uh, auditorium. And that's something they're doing right now. And there is flexibility in this plan where a school district could go try to find additional space in a, in a different facility, get that approved by SED in order to, you know, guarantee uh, social distancing and safety. Interesting. Bob Schneider, executive uh, director, New York State School Board. A couple of minutes. What about the parent who's very concerned about the child? Listen. Children are not immune as far as underlying conditions. Uh, What about the aspect of not wanting to send their child to school come September? Are there options? Are there strikes against one who thinks that way? What about that aspect as far as home learning to continue in a virtual sense? Is that going to be set up for the selected few? What's that all about? Yes, there, there is flexibility in there. If there are students that are at risk and, and have in, immune issues or, or whatever underlying compromising issues, there sh- that accommodation should be made uh, for the student. And, and there's another key ingredient, the communication from the responsible parties, the administrators, the school boards, out to the communities, out to the parents prior to school reopening and identifying those individuals, uh, those, those students that are at risk. There's got to be a mode of um, an ability to deliver uh, education to them. And then the, the final thought on my head is is extracurricular stuff, the sports. How important is that? We know it is vital. Football for the yep. fall. 
I mean, how do you go about it? Is is there a cancellation culture right now in all of this stuff? Uh, is well, sports not even an issue? What's the thought process there from what you're hearing? The Department of Health has not uh, ruled on that yet as far as interscholastic activity. They're going to get closer to the, the date, and then they'll make a decision on that. Um, obviously, there'll be gym classes uh, and not uh, the, the competition against other school districts, but there'll be gym classes, and there are uh, you know recommendations in keeping students uh, well distance over 12 feet from the other ones when you know they're, they might be breathing heavy or whatever. But we'll you know stay tuned on the interscholastic sports uh uh, issues uh, we don't know yet. And Bob, one other thing, and I just thought of, you know, the kids have scholarships pending, you know, that maybe to be played a final season as far as determination. I mean, my goodness, uh, you talk about uh, a, a state of not knowing and twisting in the so-called wind. <laughs> what about that? What are that? What about that mentality for the, for the student athlete who is banking on one final season yeah. Uh, to stand out and figure out his future as far as the next level. Something that we don't hear a lot about, you know? You know, it's tough. It's frustrating. And the only good thing I can say to those students is you're in, you're in the boat with everybody else, at least in the United States at this point. And uh, who knows? Maybe the spring will have a whole different uh, feel for sports. Hopefully the vaccine comes through. They give everybody the green light. And we'll see what kind of interscholastic competition they're going to have in the spring if they do not allow it uh, in the fall. But, you know, they, they are, you know, competing against a lot of other students around the country. And, and uh, it, it's tough, but they can only do what they can do based on Department of Health uh, regs and guidance. Listen, you only hope there's flexibility as far as uh, the colleges and everything else when they look at some of these kids. Yes. You know, let's not only look at kids in Montana uh, because they're COVID-free pretty much. Let's look at kids, uh, you know, who have chances uh, and goals and everything else for what they have showed already. So I hope it's looked Absolutely. at in that type of flexibility. We will await and see. And again, you know, listen, and let's be real here. Uh, we know the state of New York is going through some tough, uh, tough financial problems right now. And you look at cuts and everything else when it comes to the schools, it's viable. So we have to wait in that. That's going to be factored into this uh, very complicated equation. We will wait and see. Always great to talk with you, my friend. Stay well, all right? You too, Jake. Thank you and take care.